What are some of the biggest changes that you see in the next couple of years that are affecting our agencies? And uh, really, what can you do? What, what are you planning on doing to hedge that? Well, you know, from my point of view, it's technology, right? I mean, things seem to be changing. And, you know, I'm a technology person, right? In fact, you know, when I, when I was working as a support agent, that was, that was one of the things that I was in charge of also, creating a database for mailing purposes and things like that. So I've always been on top of technology and just figuring out how to do things more efficiently. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Kretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. Last thing you want to hear a producer say is, okay, so I'll follow up in six months. Oh, oh. That, that's, that's the last thing that you want to hear. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and it does happen. And, you know, I, yeah. mean, I mean, it could get tiring and discouraging sometimes you know and, and so i think that causes producers and even us sometimes to to kind of feel like like we um you know, we, we should just move on to the next person but if you do that with everybody then before you know it you know i mean everything is going to seem that way and you're not going to find opportunities where there might as well there could have been some yeah so we've talked about That's hiring we've talked about training we've talked about motivating what are you doing to make it rain in your agency? What What are you doing for marketing? For marketing, well, you know, we're doing obviously web leads. We're doing web leads. We're doing some mailers, trying to get a little bit more on, on, on mailers and really, really hitting back our, I mean, we've been in business for a while. So we have a lot of, a lot of winbacks and, and requotes. So that that's really our core source of leads at the moment. I don't think that I need anything else for now, but who knows? I'm always looking at different at different options. What's your approach with the internet leads? Our approach with the internet leads? Well, we have our telemarketers, which are great. Uh-huh. And basically, they're, they work like transfers, right? So uh, rather than purchasing, because I used to do also telemarketing leads that I used to purchase from vendors and, and warm transfers and that kind of thing. And really having the telemarketers in-house helps kind of kill you know, uh, two birds with one stone, because by having my telemarketers on, on board with me, not only do they get to know my team, but they also help them follow up sometimes. You know, I involve them a lot in the team. And that that's one thing that I think took me a while to understand. Sometimes I struggle with that. But, you know, they're super valuable, not just because they create those warm transfers and they alleviate some of that, that um, burnout. We're talking about a discouragement with uh, with the producers that they, they don't have to be making all these outbound calls, but also, you know, they, they help us follow up, you know, and actually I learned that from one of, one of the, the uh, telemarketers that we had a few months ago, she was awesome. She was so good. She would keep my agents actually in check because she would be yeah. like, Hey, 
So I said to this person, what happened? You never said, you never said anything to me. And then I would see, I'm like, hey, so what's going on? Why, why aren't you answering to what happened? Oh, you know, she didn't. And then I would talk to her and she'd be like, you know, this it seemed like a really good lead. If you want, I can follow up with her. She would tell me like, yeah, go ahead. And she would set, you know, tasks for herself and she would follow up. And then she'd get him on the line again. Hey, I got this person on the line again. You know, can you take him? And, and so now we're kind of adjusted a little bit and trying to train, you know, the other kind of marketers to do to also do that, where they not only help us get the initial lead, but if it's maybe a failed transfer or if it's someone that maybe didn't work out, we were not able to quote, they actually create a task and they also follow up with them. But I think that, you know, a few weeks ago, I got together with them and I'm like, look, you know, I, I, I don't know that you realize how important you are. I said to my telemarketers, right, you, you are our first line of defense. You know, we need you to get us transfers. And if we don't have people to talk to, you know, we can't we can't really sell to anyone. So, you know, I started training with them a little bit more. Every Friday now we, we do it. I think tomorrow I'm actually going to bring them on the, on the call that we have every morning because I want to touch on uh, base with them. I'm, I'm following up and all that. And even though that that's not their main role, they actually, I think they feel more integrated to the team. And the team also sees them as, as more, you know, part of the agency when, when they are part of the training. And even though they don't do it all the time, just knowing how it works, I think yeah. that is, is helping us. So that's that's our one of our biggest processes that we have right now. We have, you know, I mean, like everyone, you know, we have lost people. So at times, you know, I went through a period where I, I didn't have enough agents and I actually had the telemarketers help us with with requests and just get do other other things that are that are maybe not that appealing to a licensed agent. And oh, I don't want the licensed agents doing, but they're actually helping with that. So that, yeah. that's a big thing for us. I think more than ever, especially, I mean, we can talk about inflation and everything else that's going on. I think that more than ever, the agents are so valuable. And, and it's like, why have them do all the stuff that they don't want to do? If we can take that off their plate, like and create a better work environment, we're going to retain them more. They're going to they're gonna love working for you. You're cre- creating a great culture. It seems like there's no other option. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's common sense. I mean, I just told you a few minutes ago that I spend a lot of time training my new agents, right? I mean, I, I basically work with them personally, you know, for close to a month. Why would I want them doing things that are not really as valuable? You know, I already invested a lot of money with them, a lot, a lot of my time with them, helping them understand how to talk to customers, how to explain coverage and all that. That's what I want them doing all day long. I don't want them just yeah. dialing and if I can get that to somebody else, you know, I, I, I will do it. And that's what they like doing, right? I mean, they, they want to be on the phone. They want to win. Like when you're not getting anyone on the phone and I mean, that's just by the time you do get someone on the phone, you're gassed. You don't sound great, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> and then and then multiple and then doing that time and time again by the third quote, you're just I mean, it's it's not a pretty picture. But yeah, no, it's not. And, and it all goes with the culture, right, that, that that we're talking about creating it and showing them that, look, you know, I mean, I, I, I care about you. I care about your career. I care about your goals. And this is the investment that I, I'm actually making. Right. Um, yep. In order for us to actually do better. All of us. Yep. So, Miguel, are you are you hitting up any referrals? Are you, are your agents asking anybody for referrals? How are you? Oh, actually, that? yes. I, I forgot to mention that. That yeah, that's another big source of, of business for us. Referrals. We have a lot of uh, you know connections with with local uh, loan officers, 
and from my that, that's one of the biggest things that I that I learned actually from my old days with with my uncles. Every week that was that was one of my tasks actually. Every Friday, I would go to different real estate agencies from the area and actually just hand out you know flyers and and our business cards and all of that every Friday re- religiously. And so we we got a lot of business through that, and they were really good leads. So to this day, actually, I had one of the realtors that was a referral partner from back then, just retired last week, and I actually helped her with the claim a few weeks ago, actually. So um, yeah, that that's another big one. I mean, that's another one that I am trying to get back to it. I tried it for a couple of months, and it worked out really good. I don't know why we got out of it. But I actually, when when they would call us for endorsements for mortgage updates, you know, make sure that we finish them quickly. And then we would hit them back with like, hey, you know, did you get the, the evidence of insurance that we sent to you? Uh, yeah, we got it. Oh, great. You know, so is, is the closing everything okay? Yeah. And okay, it sounds good. And then the next day calling back again, like, hey, so how, is, is the closing uh, okay? No, you know what? They, they actually changed it. Can you change it for me a little bit? Yeah. So after that, you know, a- asking them for a referral. I remember, I think it was, a couple of years ago that I did it from like September all the way to December. And man, we connected with like three different loan officers. And one of them would actually referred us to a few more people within the office. And we ended up, our December was like one of our best Decembers that we had because, because of this process. And man, I, I actually stopped doing, I think we, we did it that, that year because we were trying to grow a little bit more, but that's another good one that I, that I really want to get back to. I love that. That's such a great idea. It's kind of like uh, one of the processes we have here is never, if somebody says they're going to call you tomorrow, you be the one. No, no, no. I'll, I'll call you. You know what I mean? Like, like take that responsibility on yourself. And that's what exactly what you're doing with the evidence of insurance is you're, you're actually following up. Like you're going the extra step, right? You're doing the thing that yeah. nobody else is doing. So that's super yeah. cool. And honestly, I mean, right right now, I think, you know, there isn't that many <laughs> refinancing uh, going on, I guess. Um, but, you know, we kind of, you know, we kind of missed the boat a, a, a little bit on that afterwards. Because as loan officers, you know, that that's really, they don't really care much about, you know, getting cookies or getting a $25 right. gift card or anything like that. They care to close the deal. And if you can assure them that you're going to do everything that you can to, to do it, you know, that's going to do it. I think, you know, that's the reason that this guy started actually sending us business because we helped him close one. And then I remember the next, I, when I told him, hey, if you have anybody else that's coming up that you would like a, um, an insurance option for, you know, let me know. He actually sent me one the next the next day and we did the call, closed them, everything. And then after that, he just started sending us a couple of weeks, you know, from that oh. office. It was it was like four or five different loan officers. And, oh. and like. I kind of handed it off to one of my producers and, and I, you know, I, but I think that the value in that is actually making sure that, that everybody, everybody else is doing it from the service person that's taking the, the call to the actual producer that's kind of growing that connection with, with a loan officer. Any tips on onboarding clients? Man, I'll tell you that my Achilles heel. Um, <laughs> I, I, really, I really struggle with that. I have a process that is documented. But I think for me, one of the things that I struggle with is keeping us accountable. And I think that what's made it difficult for me is just wanting my desire to have my salespeople just closing and deals and that kind of thing and trying to get somebody else to help with some of the um, the tasks. 
that may not be that um, appealing to the, to the sales guys. It's kind of hurt me a little bit. But what I'm doing right now is basically using ag- um, agency Zoom. You know, there is a task that, that get generated from that. And so as a producer, you know, you, you basically get two tasks and the task have, have that all the different steps that need to be taken for, for everyone. And then yep. just follow those those tasks. The part that I think that I struggle with is actually, you know, keeping track of that and making sure that those tasks are, are actually completed successfully. But that's the way that I that I handle it. That's something that I think does need to be solid because it yeah. will ensure that, that your customers stay stay on board and no policy that's written falls falls off. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, we try to do everything. There's no way it's the wheels are going to stay on at all times on on every part. But you look at it from the like the cust- the client journey from being a lead into getting quoted, right? We've talked about that and then becoming a client and that onboarding and then the retention and and all that stuff. It's kind of like you just just need to keep, you know, keep tweaking different parts of that client journey. It's never all going to be perfect, but um, you know. Yeah. It's something to work on for for all yeah, of us. And, you know, and just when you think that you have it, then something happens. Like in my case, I, I thought I had a pretty solid process, but then, you know, I lost the per- one of the persons that was actually helping me do the welcome calls. And then, you know, I started assigning it to the producers and then I got somebody else and kind of took it back. And, and so I think that having a, a process that's well-documented and, and well-structured helps you with that. But, you know, it's it's inevitable to... I mean, those deals are always, those things, uh, issues are always going to happen. I think having a document that helps a lot. 100%. But for me, it hasn't, it hasn't been 100% because that's <laughs> a problem with it, to be honest. Well, so let's go all the way to the end of the customer journey or the client journey. Uh, what's your number one retention strategy, tactic strategy? I'd say I kind of preach that, you know, to everyone. My number one retention strategy is actually doing a, a good job from the beginning. Right. It's a lot easier to retain a customer who has an umbrella policy, who has good uh, liability limits and, and who, who you did a good job with than someone that maybe has state minimum coverage. And maybe, you know, that's really all they have, everything. It's really hard to retain those people, especially when they're when they're shopping around. So I would consider, you know, doing a good job from the beginning and making sure that, you, that we explain coverage and that we build value from the very beginning. One of the mm. the best things in, in terms of retention, because because then when when they call about rate increases, and we know that that's happening a lot right now, you always go back to that. You know, remember that you know we had this, and remember that you know this is the reason that you picked this coverage, and so it all follows a circle, right? Because when they come on board, you know, if we did a good job, then when it's time to retain them, we basically do the same thing. We go back to that review. And a lot of times, you know, people think that they're actually getting quoted the same thing at somewhere else. And when we check their deck pages or their quotes, their estimates, that's that's not always true. And that is mm. a, you know, basically the best way to to kind of help them see that, you know, there's there's more to it than than just the, the price. Right. It's, it's also yep. the fact that, you know, we actually spent the time helping them understand and other places are more concerned with just the price. Um, yeah. So actually what we do, we do have a retention script, but it's based on that. It's based on that on on, the, on that review and the assumption that that we did a good job from the beginning. It's almost like and I 100 percent believe that 
the best like defensive strategy is a great offense, right? If you do the offense right, then that is the defense. You know, if you, all the things that we talked about, the whole client journey, if you do that whole thing really well, it's the best way to uh, retain your clients. Cool, man. Well, so besides listening to this award-winning podcast, what do you do to keep yourself motivated? Well, you know, I spend a lot of time with my kids. I mean, I obviously the business is important and, and, and uh, doing everything that we do in the agency is important. But, you know, really my number one priority is my family, my kids. So, so that keeps me uh, motivated, you know, just spending time with them and making sure that, that I'm there for them. You know, like this week, I was actually at home for a good part of it because my five-year-old actually is not doing well. So, you know, taking him to oh. the doctor. Like that. So spending time with them. And then also I'm a triathlete. I exercise and try to stay active with that. So I try to run a few uh, triathlons a year. This year I have I did done not none. know that. But that's one thing that I also learned from another book. You know, I mean, I, I view myself as that. Because, I mean, I've, I've done several. I think it's been like almost 10 years since, since I've done triathlons every year. I actually won uh, third place in, in my division a couple of times. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, so that, that, you know, that keeps me motivated. And actually, I think that's how it I does. got hooked up with with, uh, with Craig once, that he was doing that Ragnar uh, race a few years ago. And he posted something on Facebook. Hey, has anybody done this? And I'm like, ah, dude, I haven't done it, but I've been wanting to do it. And then we just started talking a little bit after that. That's awesome. It, it's funny. Like a lot of high performers in business are the same people that are doing that, those types of things, you know, like you have to keep your family happy at home. If you're going to be happy at work, you know, you got to get, and you also have to keep your body tuned. If you're going to be pushing it at work and pushing it at home and like, otherwise it's crazy how negative you can get without working out and stuff. For me personally, like I have to every day, if I don't do, I have a morning workout. Well, I do it because my back too. Otherwise I probably wouldn't be able to walk a couple of years ago. It was very, I was struggling, but like, wow. that's the thing. And I do that because of my kids too, because there was a period of time that I couldn't pick up my kids and it was, dude, it was the worst. They were little and I couldn't pick it up. And I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? And it's like, I, if I have to do this every day, you know, work out a little bit. It also has its other benefits of like, anytime I work out, man, I'm feeling way better. I feel stronger. I feel like I have more energy picking up the kids. I mean, like you being a father, I mean, you know, if you're running races and going to work, feeling good about it, you run a high performance team and everything, like you're going to be there for your kids. You're going to, you're going to show up in a better mood. It's easy to get derailed from all the things. hundred percent. I mean, I, I definitely believe in, in balance and I, I'll never forget, you know, I mean, I, I, I just told you how long I've, I've, I've been doing this. And I remember back in the day when I was a young support agent, back then they actually used to send the leaders, the market leaders report on paper. And I remember, you know, I, I always looking out for it, like, oh, here we are and all that. And I, so I remember someone that was always at the top, at the top of the list. And then when I actually became an agent, I was like, hey, so what happened to this person? They're like, oh man, you know, he actually passed away like seven, eight years oh. ago. Really? Like, yeah. You know, why? I mean, I don't, he had a heart attack. It was like, oh, dude, man. I mean, so, so that kind of stuck in my mind. You know, this person was so successful yet. I mean, who knows? You know, I don't know what his life might've been like because I didn't know him personally, but I always remember that I, you know, the business is the business, but there has to be a, a balance. And, and so keeping yep. that balance in sync, you know, with obviously work, you know, the family and, and your own self is super important. Yep. Yeah. It's a big balancing act. 
you got to take care of yourself. So what are some of the biggest changes that you see in the next couple of years that are affecting our agencies? And uh, really, what can you do? What, what are you planning on doing to hedge that? Well, you know, from my point of view, it's technology, right? I mean, things seem to be changing. And, you know, I'm a technology person, right? In fact, you know, when I, when I was working as a support agent, that was, that was one of the things that I was in charge of also, creating a database for mailing purposes and things like that. So I've always been on top of technology and just figuring out how to do things more efficiently. So I think that more and more that is going to become more important. Like right now, actually having uh, the markers that, that would actually help us shorten the, the lifespan of a lead, making sure that we use a lead management system, a customer relations system, and also being open to possibly doing business differently, right? Mm. Like, you know, me, right now, voice over IP is, is actually a very common term, right, that most of us are actually familiar with. For me, I've actually been using that since like 2009 or something like that. Because the, the minute that, that our company decided to let us get our own phone company actually went, you know, voice over IP because of my technology background. And I've always been on top of that. So the, how that translated is when, you know, when, when COVID hit, you know, basically the same day, every, everyone was able to work from home the next day. And now actually more than half the team is actually working from home. And we, we're actually doing better than we, than, than we were doing before COVID. So that you know, embracing of technology and just being prepared. I think that, you know, you'll never go wrong with that. So that, I love that. And, and I would say, you know, from my stand also with the carrier that I'm with, find the positive and everything. You know, there's always going to be something that's going to seem like, oh man, the sky is falling. And I mean, it's happened several times with this carrier. I think that you always got to find a way to win. And if you just let yourself get involved in those thoughts that, oh, man, how am I going to do it? This is going to be different, and I'm not used to doing it that way. Well, you know, I mean, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it, right? But, you know, we right. got to be different and just figure out a way to win. And so, yep. so for me, it's just being focused on the opportunity and really find a place of where you could win. That's my focus. And right now with our carrier is, is really making sure that you're they're selling. And, yep. and we're getting compensated a little bit different now. So based on that compensation model, how am I going to restructure my marketing and just make sure that now I bring the business that my company wants? Dude, we talk to the agents all the time that are with different carriers. It's all the same. You know, it's just packaged differently, but there's always going to be those ups and downs. I love that you said that because, I mean, it's true. I mean, hey, we're lucky that Google and Amazon hasn't taken over. Luckily, we're regulated by the <laughs> by the states and stuff. Otherwise, yeah, they they would be able to <laughs> swoop in. So even though that there's some challenges at times, that's part of yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the way that I see it is like, hey, you know, do I do I still like what I do? And that's 100% yes. Yep. And, and, and B, you know, I'm, I'm, am I making more money than I would anywhere else? And that's also a hard yes. So yep. then uh, do I have the potential to keep doing that? And that's also a hard yes. So yep. now, okay, so how, what adjustments am I going to make to make sure that it happens? And that's it. Right. Because for me, working in a technology field for 10 years, that, that's one of the things that I learned. You know, nothing stays the same way. Right. Everything changes. And actually, I think insurance with us, it's been a lot slower than it has been for other industries. A hundred percent. And you get to go home with your with your kid when he's sick. You get yeah. to more family time anytime you want. Right. Yeah. What else can you ask for, man? Yeah, it's great. Well, Miguel. 
thanks for going the distance on here. Uh, I just want to acknowledge you for your 15 years of service and and being the leader that you are. And it's super cool to hear all the positivity. I, I've known you for a while now, and it's all you're always bringing that awesome energy and love it, man. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Appreciate the invitation, and I, I look forward to you know keep learning from you all too. Awesome, Miguel. Thank you. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over 10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.